all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew, and we're coming at you with another episode of the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. We are coming at you live from the Vivid Seats Recording Studio. Use the promo code OVERTIME in the Vivid Seats mobile app to save up to $100 on all ticket purchases. This is going to be a really special episode because it is the preview of the start of the 2019 season, week one versus the Texans as the Saints will be playing in the Dome Monday night. And I think we, everybody just, since that awful end of the NFC Championship game, we've been wanting this moment forever. And it's here. It's a few days away now. And now obviously the preparation has began and everyone's just getting ready for this game obviously as usual as we did last year we're gonna have our notes then we're gonna go through our group by group preview and then also we are going to have some intriguing notes kind of going in to this game as we always did last year and we're gonna have that again this year i just can't wait to talk about this game because it's gonna be obviously a very good game two playoff teams are coming in here texans kind of a new look without Jadavion Clowney. they bring in laramie tunsil so really really interesting to see what the texans are going to be able to do against the saints and obviously the saints i think will be able to do a lot against the texans i think they match up very well against the texans and hopefully the saints could put a win together and they haven't done that in an opener in the last five years since 2013 they have not won a home not a home opener any opener they've lost home openers as well but they haven't won any opener in the last five years so that to me they're gonna have to avenge that eventually and i think this will this is a really good game to do it prime time in the dome and you really can't get any better than that to get a win here the crowd will be crazy as it always is especially on a monday night game and i think it's just going to be a great atmosphere for the saints to get a win and obviously i think the saints are locked and loaded ready to win another very very successful season and hopefully this time take the lombardi back to the big easy that's all we want here that's the goal and it starts tomorrow if it hasn't started already but the main regular season starts to not tomorrow but in a few days and just thinking about that is just amazing it's just crazy to think about how the nfl is back we're recording this on friday so on thursday the packers did defeat the bears in the whole in the whole opener of the nfl so that was really interesting there the packers came out in a defensive battle and won that game but we're not a packers podcast we're not a bears podcast we're a saints podcast so we're just gonna get right into some notes about the saints versus texans game here it's going to be on monday night and this is obviously going to be very interesting because the saints are masters of primetime games we know that last year they were want to know when them when they played monday night i was at that monday night game against the redskins where breeze broke the record so that was obviously an amazing game then they won on thanksgiving on thursday night they did lose the next thursday night though but usually at primetime they're a very very good team especially at home it's tough to beat them at home regardless put it that night it's going to be a crazy game and technically it's not prime time it's a 7 p.m eastern time so i mean 6 p.m central time so technically not completely prime time but definitely at that zone where it's going to be a raucous crowd at night and i think everybody just can't 
wait for that. The Saints were six and two at home. That was look. I mean, they were eight and zero on the road. I guess that's a good or eight, seven and one on the road. I'm sorry, but that's obviously really good being seven and one on the road. But then also six and two. Really, to me, six and one because they did lose that final game against the Panthers when they had all their backs playing against the Panthers starters. So again, a meaningless game. So literally six and one at home. But to me, that is a very very good thing to have. Definitely have a home field advantage. The Saints do have that for sure. And I think everybody in New Orleans, every Saints fan will tell you that that is definitely the case. That dome gets rocking and it will be rocking. And I can tell you now by experience, it will be rocking. So that's obviously going to be a really fun game. It'll be fun to listen to on TV. And if you're going to the game, definitely make some noise because this is the year. Let's get into it. This could be the last year for Drew Brees. Let's savor everything all in and get that when Drew Brees, Sean Payton going into their 14th season together, which is, I believe, the second highest to only Brady and Belichick. So that is obviously crazy that it's 14 years with Brees and Sean Payton. They've obviously had a lot of success. Let's cap that off with another Super Bowl. I think everyone definitely wants that. But that is really interesting, 14th season now. The Texans, talk about them for a minute, a few notes on them. They did make the playoffs last year in a first-round exit against the Colts at home. They lost a home playoff game, just as the Saints did last year. And also, they did trade away Jadavion Clowney. They brought Laramie Tunsil in, a left tackle, because they need a line badly. So they had a pretty good left tackle in Tunsil. They added Kenny Stills. So they definitely have some talent on this team. They added talent for sure. Deshaun Watson's now a year older, going into his third season now. Wow, I just remember when he was drafted. Now he's already been in the league three years. That's crazy. But, yeah, he is definitely, I think, coming into his own. I think, look, he's not that amazing. To me, he's not a top five QB, not even top ten. But he's definitely gotten held into his own. I think he's a playmaker, a really good player that can make plays with his feet, can make plays with his arm. I think he's going to be a tough quarterback to stop for sure i mean he's no i think he's better than jared goff that's just what i feel so overall i mean look his weapons he's obviously got deandre hopkins who's probably the best receiver in the game if not the second best and he's definitely in that top three category with michael thomas but besides that they had wolf fuller hurt all last year so they didn't really have that number two guy now they will have wolf fuller back they'll have kenny stills another number two guy so they definitely have the weapons too they did lose lamar miller for out for the season now because he is torn his acl so they brought in Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde, and obviously, interestingly enough, those are the two guys that the Saints played last year on the Browns, both of them. Now they're both on the Texans. That's kind of weird how things end up like that. But the Saints will be playing them and that running back tandem there. They obviously didn't have a lot of success with the Browns. Let's see if they'll have some success in this one against the Texans. And then let's just get to some injury news quickly. So for the Saints, there was only one player the first day that did not practice, and that was Mario Edwards. Sheldon Rankins, he did practice. That was kind of interesting. So not Edwards, who, I mean, if there was one person I thought wasn't going to practice, I thought it was going to be Rankins. But no, it's actually Edwards. And I mean, I don't know what that says about Rankins. Obviously, he's still not going to play this week, but he's practicing. That's always a good thing, and that's obviously very, very huge i think that's really all you can say you have rankins is going to probably be ready to go by like the fourth week that's pretty crazy to actually think that that the player that was just out in the playoffs and now he's kind of back here so really very very interesting there and then really no one else a lot of limiteds but they're gonna play and that is probably going to be that and also jared cook who was kind of like up in the air is he gonna play or not he's practicing all week so he'll be playing 
And that's obviously very, very good to have him full strength, ready to go. Same with Alex Anzalone, same with all those guys. They'll be definitely ready to play there. So overall, that's obviously great work by the Saints. They're healthy, they're ready to go, and I think that's all you can ask for. You have 53 guys healthy or 43 on game day, but whatever it is, or 45, whatever it is, whatever the amount you play with, they're going to come in with a pretty healthy squad. If Mario Edwards is out, that's going to change things because then you have Shai Tuttle in there instead of a veteran and Mario Edwards. Obviously, much rather have Mario Edwards in there. Shai Tuttle is an undrafted free agent, but he did show out in training camp, so we'll see what happens here. We'll see who plays and who doesn't. It's all going to be very interesting. Probably during this recording, the injury news is going to come out for the day, so I'll definitely tell that to you when I get it. So that's definitely going to happen there. But overall, you're pretty healthy. Same with the Texans. They're very, very healthy too. But they have a lot of new players, so if all of them are going to play, that means they're not going to know the whole playbook, which I think is a huge advantage to the Saints. They obviously have Tunsil new. They have Kenny Stills new. And if they're not be able to learn the playbook in time, or maybe even they only learn a little bit, it's not good enough. You know, and That's just really the way it is. The Saints, they did bring in Kiko Alonso from also that Dolphins exodus that like every player getting traded from them. And if he plays or if he doesn't right now, he's as a backup, he's penciled in there. So it probably won't affect the Saints as much as it would with the Texans, especially because the Saints obviously have a lot of depth at linebacker that I'm comfortable with if Alonso doesn't play. So really overall, that's kind of what it is there the injuries for the Texans, it's no starters, so they're really ready to go. They're they're a pretty good team, and I think, look, obviously their front seven is very good, but their back secondary is not good. They have some old cornerbacks, which is not going to go well when you have young guys like Mike Thomas, and obviously you have got young guys like Keith Kirkwood, Traquan Smith. That, to me, helps them a lot. Tegan's a little older, but he still has that speed that Jonathan Joseph just doesn't have, and I think that's going to help a lot. Then you're looking at the safeties. I don't even, their safeties are average to below average, really, when you're looking at it there. So the Texans, they're really, their team is just, I'm not going to say, look, they're not like a bad team. They're a playoff team, and they're probably going to win their division. But they don't have that stud on defense besides J.J. Watts and the secondary, really, men. So, I mean, look, their front seven is very good. But I'm pretty confident that our offensive line can stop their front seven. So that's just what I'm feeling. Obviously, a lot of Texans fans are going to say, well, our front seven is going to overtake your offensive line. But that's going to be a huge matchup going into this game. And that's going to be one of our intriguing matchups going into this next segment here. But to me, that's just kind of what it is here. You have the Texans with a very, very good front seven. They have guys like Whitney Merciless, obviously J.J. Watt. They didn't really need Clowney anymore. So that's kind of interesting there. They have Angelo Blackson, G.J. Reader, uh, McKinney. They have some good players. When you're looking on the back end, Bradley Roby and old Bradley Roby, old Jonathan Joseph, it's just, like, it's not very good. And then you have Tayshawn Gibson and Justin Reed from your safeties, which is kind of, to average fan, is a nobody. But they're not, like, awful. But they're not, I mean, they're not top 10. They're not top 15 even. So they're looking at, you know, 20 or below here. And that's just kind of what I'm saying. They're back end. And Drew Brees is going to pick that apart. It's just a quick passing game. It's going to happen. Look at the Bengals. Had a really good front seven. But they just got picked apart because their back end is not good. You have to have at least a steady back end to have a shot against the Saints. And I think this year it's going to be very tough for teams to stop the Saints because they now have Jared Cook. I just think he's going to add another dimension to this team that we didn't see before. And I think that's just, it's going to be, you're going to, I think everyone's going to see on Sunday. It's going to be tough to stop the Saints. I think it's going to open it up a lot more for other guys. Obviously, Mike Thomas will open up for it. But then you're even going to get more one-on-one opportunities for Traquan Smith, Keith Kirkwood, and then the running backs, Alvin Kamara. To me, Saints offense is tough to beat, but we'll get into that a little later 
here, but really overall, just looking quickly at the preview here that Vegas is saying, they're saying that the Saints will win by seven points. They are the favorites by seven points. And then uh, ESPN's Football Power Index gives the Saints a 65.3% chance to win. So that's kind of really what it is there. And look, a lot of people are saying the Saints will be motivated. Some people say they won't get over it. We'll have to see. And you're going to see it straight up. This is the first game. This is ready for everyone to kind of get up and go. And the Saints need to start out well. I think this is a must-win coming out of the gate. And I know it's tough week one to say there's a must-win. But when you're going on the road for two weeks and you're not even coming back home in the middle, you learn a lot about your team that in that time. But it would be nice to start the season off with a cushion. And those two games will both be very emotional. And look, it's, it's a tough four games. It is a tough four games that the Saints are going into and playing here, and they're going to have to come out of it, I think, 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh here. That's, I think, the best. And I do think that if you don't come out of there, look, it's, if you come out 2-2, two and two, you're probably still fine. You're, you Look, they'll still probably win 11 games because the next 12 games are not as hard. Then you have that four-game stretch in the middle of the season when you play all division teams. That's going to probably be tough, too. They'll probably drop one of those games. But overall, then the other two kind of quarters of the season aren't that hard and i think the saints will do well there that's just what i'm feeling here it's 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 a, it's a game you got to win if you're going to win the super bowl that's just what i feel and we'll see if they'll they'll be able to do that if they don't they don't look last year i said they got to win against the bucks and they didn't win so it's week one it's not i guess it's not a must win but they can't start the season off one and three that just can't happen so you're gonna have to go in there at least be two and two but you want to be three one or four and oh to show that you're still at the top of the nfc so to me, that's just what I'm feeling. They're all against NFC playoff opponents, or besides the Texans, they're an AFC playoff opponent, but all playoff opponents, if the Saints come out of there 3-1, and 4-0, you're like, damn, this team can play. And they're over the miracle by far, or the no-call. No, no so that's just what I'm feeling here for the notes. And now we're going to get into some intriguing matchups, but before we do, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion Podcast. Welcome back into the Houdat discussion. And now we are going to get to our intriguing matchups going into this Saints-Texans game. And we have three, as we always do, we'll have three every single time. It's going to be very, very interesting to see what we can get here. And then we're going to obviously go into our group-by-group preview to finish off the episode. But starting off with our intriguing matchups here, I'm going to go Saints O-line versus Texans D-line. Look, the Saints are coming in here top O-line. Texans are coming in here top D-line, or one of the top D-lines. Obviously, J.J. Watt, if I was going to hone in on one specific matchup, J.J. Watt versus Ryan Ramchuk, the last time the Saints went up against the Texans, it was Zach Streif there, and then J.J. Watt was talking, and he was beating Zach Streif. And this year, obviously, I don't think it's going to be the same. So that's just what I feel, that Ryan Ramchuk is going to come in here. I think he's going to take care of J.J. Watt, not fully, but I think he's going to definitely give J.J. Watt more of a problem, and I do think that... Overall, if I'm looking at the two, J.J. Watt won't have and ruin this game and won't have, like, the biggest game ever, which he's done in the past. So I'm not saying, like, maybe J.J. Watt does have a few pressures, maybe gets a sack, but he's not going to go out there, get three sacks, ruin the game for the Saints, just like kind of Demarcus Lawrence did last year against the Saints. So I just don't see that happening. So that's one, obviously, reason that this matchup's huge. But then you're looking at the opposite way with Taron Armstead and, you know, who he's going up against with Merciless. It's going to be a very, very interesting matchup here that I think the Saints could take control of. I think the interior, Texans' interior is not great. So I think the Saints, especially with, I think, the Pro Bowl caliber 
often interior offensive line, I think Pro Bowl caliber tackles as well, but the interior especially is very, very good, and I don't think that Drew Brees will get pressured up the middle tackles. I think, look, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think the Saints will win a lot. I think the Texans will win some too, but overall, I think the Saints could take care of this, and I think they could win it. And I think that could be a matchup that could definitely control this game. If the Saints are able to stop their pass rush, they'll pick apart the Texans and they'll put up at least 35 points. If the Texans are getting to the Saints, and maybe the Saints only put up 20 or less. I think that's kind of the difference here. If It's obviously, I think, going to be more than just the offensive line, but that could be a very big reason for this game's outcome and who's going to win this one. But I do think the Saints will be able to hold in check the Texans because it's one of the Saints' biggest strengths. I mean, last year they had all five guys invited to the Pro Bowl. So if they continue that, I mean, look, it's, it's going to be hard for them to... I think have give up a ton of sacks. They just have too many, too much talent, too many good players there. So that's just how I feel. And then our next matchup is going to be Lattimore versus Hopkins. And again, very, very good matchup here when you're looking at it. Hopkins had a huge year last year. He is a huge year every year. So he's just, I mean, looking at this 115 catches, 1,500 yards, over 1,500 yards, really 1,575 uh, yards, 11 touchdowns. He is a baller, just like Michael Thomas is a baller, and he's going to come out and do very, very good again. And Lattimore, look, I think he's coming out better. I think he's coming out stronger. I think he's faster. I don't think he had that kind of letdown like he did last year in that sophomore slump. I think he's going to take actually a jump up in that third-year jump. I think he will take that. He's a player to me that will take that. So, to me, that's just what I'm saying here. So who will win this matchup? That's the interesting thing here. Will it be Hopkins? Will it be Lattimore? Or are they going to battle back and forth? I think it's going to be a battle. Look, both are very physical. Both are very, very good at their craft. They have definitely great technique. So we're going to see what happens. This is a huge test for Lattimore. Did, is he, did he make that third-year jump? We're going to see that on Monday. And I think he did. I Look, I don't think Hopkins is going to have like two catches for 20 yards. If he goes out there five catches, 75 yards, and no touchdowns, that's a win. And I think that could happen. And look, if he goes off for 10 catches and 150 yards and two touchdowns, that's not a win. But I think he'll probably be like five catches, 80 yards, and he'll probably put up a touchdown. That's just what I'm feeling there. He's a good player. He comes in. He does his work. And, you know, top three receiver, that's fine. <laughs> you know, if you're only giving up seven points to that guy, I do think it will be kind of high scoring, and I think it will be a close game. But I do think the Saints will win it. So I, I think, look, it's, he, he'll probably go five catches, 75 yards. If he gets a touchdown, he, that's I guess, good for the Texans. And if he doesn't, that's good for the Saints. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. I don't think he's going to go up for 10 catches. I just don't think that Sean Payton will allow that. He'll probably give help to Lattimore if necessary. If not, then he's probably going to give it to the other guy with Will Fuller. I think that's definitely going to be a bigger matchup, as we'll talk about later. I think that's going to be the matchup that wins the Saints a game or doesn't on the defense. It's going to be if they're able to stop the deep ball, like because they weren't last year. They weren't able to do that really at some times. Obviously, in the first game of the season, they weren't. A lot of miscommunications early in the season. That's happened the last two years. So we'll see if that changes this year and if they can get their act together earlier in the season. But we're going to have to see it because the Saints, I think, will need this game. And I think the Saints... Even if they're able to stop Hopkins, there's a lot of guys over there that are very, very good. They have a pretty deep receiving core. So that's what this guy's Saints are going to have to stop. I do think Lattimore will do a good job in not giving up huge, big games this season. And I think that Hopkins won't have a big game here. And I, look, he probably will have an average to above average game, but I don't think he's going to have like show-stopping performance of winning this game. That's just what I feel. So that's kind of it there. But before we get into our third intriguing matchup here, I just want to give some injury news. So Mario Edwards did not practice again, so that is kind of interesting. But Alex Anzalone, full practice, so he's going to be 
in there and ready to go. Also, we are looking at Sheldon Rankins, who practice again, but in a limited basis. So I, I think he's just coming in here and he's just doing the the work to get back, the rehab work. And I think he needed, I think that's what Sean Payton said. They said he needed the rehab work to practice again. That's why they took him off the pup list because they needed him to practice again and get back into it. So that's just kind of what it is there. And that's kind of what he's going through. So I don't think he'll play either here. But again, you have guys like, Zach Line, he's at full practice, and then also we're looking at Craig Robinson's limited, and then Dwayne Washington's he full practiced again. So that is very, very good. And they had a walkthrough Friday, so this is just an estimation technically, but that's kind of what it is here. Zach Line would have been full practice, and that's really kind of the way it is. And so same with Alex Anzalone, so that's really good as well. And then also you're just looking at some other guys on their team. They have Kiki Cowdy. He's going to be a cootie. He's going to be limited again, but they have guys. Justin Reed's full practice. That's big for them. They're not coming in with any injuries, and the Saints really aren't either. Just um, Edwards here, which I think could be a big thing here, so we're going to obviously talk about that a little later, but that's just kind of what it is there. So let's get back to our third intriguing matchup, and that is going to be Jared Cook versus the Texans' safeties. And I think this is big. And why is it big? Because the Texans, they've had, look, they have had safety trouble in the past, They've had linebacking trouble in the past. Jared Cook eats against that. So I don't know who it's going to go up against. They're probably just bracketing him or something. They're not going to leave him one-on-one, or maybe they play zone because they switch. They do all different things. They do 3-4. They do 4-3. They do zone. They do man. So they do a lot of different things. So I could see them going up against zone, but ah, Drew Brees is too good in zone. So they probably will end up going man and bringing a lot of pressure. That's usually what people try to do against good quarterbacks. I don't know if they're going to do that. Look, I'm obviously not an expert on the Texans. So... Really, what they probably will do is they'll probably bracket him or they will give him help or something like that because you just can't leave one of these guys one-on-one. That's just what I feel, and that's going to create a problem for other guys because if you only really can double one person on the football field. So who are you going to double? Mike Thomas, Jared Cook, Alvin Kamara? It's really yet to be seen. I think it's going to be very interesting, and I think they're not going to double Jared Cook, and I think it's actually going to lead to a big game from Jared Cook. That's just what I'm feeling here. I think he's going to put up a touchdown in this game. That's kind of my bold prediction. I think Jared Cook does score in this game. And I just think you're going to see that Saints offense around the tight end, just like with Jimmy Graham, it's going to come back. And I think this is going to be the game that that happens in. So I'm I'm thinking the Saints will win this matchup big. It's going to be a big matchup. I don't know exactly how it's going to end. But if they can stop Jared Cook one-on-one, I think that shows a lot about where the Saints offense has been. If they can even get back to that form, if they obviously can go right back, Jared Cook having a good game, we'll definitely see it. So it's going to be a very interesting thing there but let's get into what everyone's been waiting for our group by group preview here are we going to go saints are we going to go texans for each group so there are seven groups we have the qbs the skill position the offensive line the defensive line linebackers secondary and then we have a special teams coaching category as well where we just combine those two like many categories into one so let's just get right into it with the quarterbacks you have drew Brees. you have deshaun watson Two pretty good QBs. Obviously, I think Breeze has the edge here. He's the older QB. He's the better QB. He's the one with the uh, Super Bowl MVP. He's the one with the Offensive Player of the Year. He's obviously had the most yards in NFL history. He's put up the stats. He's done it all. He's led his team. Deshaun Watson's done none of that yet. And I think even though he's coming into his own, I think he's still not a full commodity, trusted commodity yet. That probably will happen soon. 
because I am a fan of Deshaun Watson. I think he's a good player. He's a playmaker. And overall, I think he could become one of the next good QBs of this league. But we haven't really seen fully yet, and we have for Breeze. So I'm going to take Drew Breeze in this one. I think he's going to pick apart the Texans' lackluster secondary. And I think the Saints are going to put up more than 30 points in this one, and they're going to have a lot of success on offense. That's what I'm feeling here. I'm going to take Breeze instead of um, Watson. I think Watson will have a little more trouble. That's just what I'm feeling here. I think he's going to have a little more trouble, and I think Breeze is going to be able to exploit that, exploit their defense. And I think that some, I think our defense is going to be able to exploit some of their weaknesses on offense with some of the offensive line. You're going to get the interior pressure, hopefully, and then that's just what I'm feeling here. So kind of that's what I'm looking at. So I think Drew Brees gets this. I think no one's going to debate that, even though Texans fans going to say that Watson's better than Brees. So I'll take Brees in that one. Now moving over to the skill position players, this is where it gets tough because obviously in your skill positions you have three subcategories. You have your wide receivers, you have your running backs, and you have your tight ends. I'm going to give the Saints the edge in two out of these three. Wide receiver, I do like the Texans receivers more than the Saints. They have, obviously, Hopkins, who I would put a push with Mike Thomas. But then they have Will Fuller, who I really like. He's got speed. And the Saints kind of need a guy like that. So, And and they also have Kenny Stills, another speed guy. So they have a lot of guys that can do, that can speed down the field. But then they're pretty good route runners as well. And obviously, they have Hopkins. This is a good team. And then they have uh, Keity County, who's another pretty good receiver here. So they have a really solid core there. And the Saints... There yet, it's just the receivers to me are a little just unproven besides Michael Thomas, but we're going to have to see more from them. Look, I'm not going to give the Saints the edge in the wide receiver category, but I think they do, they're not awful, but they're average right now. And a lot of their average is because Mike Thomas, because behind Mike Thomas, it's not much. So that is kind of what it is there, but they have a good receiving core, so you got to give them that for sure. I really, it's underrated, but I like it. Running backs, their running backs are just, to me, it's just worse versions of the Saints running backs. I think Latavius Murray is a better version of what Carlos Hyde's trying to do. That's just what I feel. And then Alvin Kamara's leads and bounds ahead of Duke Johnson, what he's trying to do. So I think it's pretty easy there. The Saints take an edge. I think the running backs for the Saints, they're going to obviously impact this game, I think, a lot more than the Texans will impact their game. And you're looking at Duke Johnson and um, Hyde. The Saints played them last year. They're probably going to put up similar tactics to stop them, and I think they'll be successful in that. I'm not really worried about their running game. And I'm not really worried, worried about any running game, especially because the Saints coming in last year had such a great year against the run. I think that will continue, and it should continue. They still have Demario Davis. They still have um, Jordan. They still have Davenport. So nothing really changed up front. I think they even got better with um, Malcolm Brown. So that's just what I'm feeling there. Then moving over to the tight ends, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints as well because when looking at it, Jared Cook, I think, again, I think he's going to change this team a lot, and I think he's going to change this team more than people expect him to. I think he's going to be a huge part to why the Saints, I think, do get a little better this season, actually have a better season than last year, or maybe just as good. I know I had them one game worse. I have my 12-4, and four, but I have them really at the same place by whatever, and I think that they could go all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's going to be a reason they can get a guy in there that can do some really good stuff, and I do think that Jared Cook can do different things for the Saints that they haven't seen since Jimmy Graham, so I think that's going to be obviously really big. Their tight end, Darren Fells, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say washed up, but he's just not at the level of Jared Cook. He's not at the level of even Benjamin Watson, who was on the Saints team last year. So I'm going to give the Saints the edge there, and that's going to give the Saints the edge for the skill position. So that's just what I'm feeling. It's close, but and I don't think it's going to win either team. I don't I look. I think both are kind of similar, but I do think that the Saints have the edge there. Offensive line, I do think this is going to be a big reason why the Saints are able to control the game and I think ultimately win. It's because the Saints' offensive line is money, and if they able to slow down that this Texans group here on the defensive line here 
it's going to be it's going to be easy pickings for Drew Brees, and I do think that's going to happen, or at least I think it's going to be enough time for Drew Brees to get the ball out and dissect their team. I think it's again. I think I really like what this offensive line's putting up here with Armstead, and then you're looking at Pete healthy back healthy. That's obviously a huge recipe here. If he has it's his success, it's his health, and then you're going to have Eric McCoy, who's not officially named the starter, but he's going to be the starter, and then you have Wofford. And then, obviously, Ramchek, that's a great, great line. And their offensive line just doesn't cut it. They will have Laramie Tunsil, but he won't know the whole playbook. So I think he's going to come in. I know he's a pretty good left tackle, but I think it's, it's going to be a step lower because he just doesn't know everything yet. Titus Howard, Nick Martin, Chantrell, Henderson, these guys are just not at the level of the Saints. And I think, again, you got to put the Saints and what they're able to do on the offensive line. It's much better. They can control games on the offensive line. The Texans are just not at that level yet. And that's just kind of what I feel there. But before we move over to the defense and seeing who kind of takes over with this defense, who's better, Saints or Texans, we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to preview the defensive side of the ball for the Saints versus Texans. Starting off with the defensive line, I'm going to go Texans here. If Rankins was playing, maybe I would go Saints, but I don't think Rankins will play. I think everyone knows that, so I'm going to give the Texans the edge. They obviously have J.J. Watt, who is a great player, playmaker, ready to go. He's a great player. And then they also have D.J. Reader, Angela Black, Blackson. So those are pretty good players, average players, and amazing. They're not showstoppers, but they're good enough. They're starters. And then they obviously, I'm going to add the outside linebackers in this because they're going to be rushing the passer. They're going to be doing a lot of things the Saints ends are doing. So... Whitney Merciless, he's very, very good. Gets the quarterback. He's kind of now going to be J.J. Watt's right-hand man. That's huge. And then also they're going to have Zach Cunningham come up in here and do a really good job as well. So that's kind of what I'm saying here. It's solid. And the Saints right now are coming in shorthanded. They have obviously Cam Jordan. They have Malcolm Brown on the interior. But the other two positions are pretty – they're just not where I want them to be. If Davenport could come out and be very, very good, and then this will – kind of shut that all and put that all to bed because I think Davenport, he has the potential to be very, very good and elevate this line, this line for sure. And then then you have, you're going to have Mario Edwards probably not play because he's not practiced the last two days and you're not going to have Rankins play. And that means you're playing Shy Tuttle, which is an, an undrafted free agent playing starting week one for you. That's not where you want to be, obviously. I don't really care how good he is. It's not where you want to be. They have starters there. We have a triple backup in one of our positions. So I'm going to give them the edge, and I think this could be another thing that could, if the Texans are going to win this game, that's where they're going to win it, the defensive line. They're going to be able to get pressure on Drew Brees, and they can give up less than 20 points. They can make it a slug-it-out game. They have a real shot in this game. If they get into a shootout, I just don't see the Texans and Deshaun Watson out dueling Drew Brees. I just don't see that. So that's just what I feel there. The linebackers, when looking at it, I think I'm going to give the Saints the edge here because they do have good linebackers. They have a solid front seven. But I think the Saints linebacker core this year is best in the, one of the best in the league. I think I think Demario Davis is just a really good player. I think he's like a top five linebacker in this game right now. Top eight, top five. I, I, I'm going to stick by top five. He's going to be a top five linebacker this year. He's going to make the Pro Bowl. 
And I just think he's a player that can come up here and change games. He's changed games last year, and he's going to change games again. He's such a good player, and I think he's only getting better. Another year in the Saints system is only going to help. Now he has a solidified position. Last year, he was moving around everywhere. This year, he could just play his position, do a really good job. That's huge. Alex Anzalone coming in, he's going to fly around the field. He had a good year last year, and it was pretty underrated. He had a good year. So that was big. And then with Kiko Alonso and AJ Client, that's another it's solid. It's very, very solid. Looking at their guys, they have McKinley and Cunningham, really, and then Merciless and Scarlet. So it's not bad by any means, but I just feel like the Saints do have the edge there. Maybe you want to give it a push, fine, but I think the Saints do have an edge there. Moving on to the secondary, I do think, even though the Saints secondary, I think, is average or whatever you want to call it, maybe it's a little above average. It was above average by the end of last season, but in the beginning of the season, it was not very good. So I'll give it an average grade. But this year, again, it should be around average to above average. And the Texans are just, to me, below average to very bad. They're secondary, and they've obviously had trouble with that throughout last year and the years prior. So I'm going to give the edge to the Saints here. I think, look, when you have Lattimore, they don't have a shutdown corner like Lattimore. They barely have a guy like Eli Apple. So that's just kind of what it's saying here. I think the Saints' safety, I do think Marcus Williams does have a third-year jump. I know we didn't see it in preseason and training camp, but I do think he'll have a good season. I kind of am expecting him to bounce back. A lot of people have a lot of goals for him last year that didn't come true and this year he's went completely under the radar so I think when looking at it I think he'll have a good year under the radar I think I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that he's going to do that and then Von Bell had a huge year last year now people are expecting him to take another jump which would obviously be huge but if he's just as good as last year we're set because he played very very good last year especially by the playoffs when he was stopping Zach Hurts it was just he was playing very very good so I think the Saints have the edge there and then moving over to our final group, special teams coaching. I'm going to give the edge to the Saints. Paul O'Brien, he's a good coach, but nothing compares to Sean Payton. The only coach I'd put over Sean Payton in right now would be Belichick because, again, I think the Saints do have the edge there. And then I think the Saints special teams is money. It was money last year. And I think Darren Rizzi has this group and is going to do a really good job with it. Look, their kick returners and punt returners, DeAndre Carter, and then Trevor Daniel and uh, Fairbairn, Kami Fairbairn's their kicker. I just don't see it. I just do not um, see it for them. I look. I think Morstead and Lutz are better. So they're not, not like they have an awful special teaming core, but I do think the Saints do, are better there, and I think that's obviously very, very big. So that's just what I feel there. I think the Saints with Deontay Harris or Ted Ginn or even Alan Kamara, I think it's going to outplay DeAndre Carter. So that's just what I feel there so i think with all that said i'm just going to give you my final preview of this game and i'll give you my score and then we're going to wrap up this podcast so i do think that the saints are going to win i'm going to go i forgot if this is different than last of what i said in the preview but i'm going to go 35 24 saints i think we'll probably be close but i think the saints will pull away at the end and i think they're going to have a really good game i think the saints will come up control this game at the line of scrimmage I think yeah, the Texans will probably stay in it for a little bit, but I think the Saints will pull away late and get the W. So that's just what I'm feeling there. I think Breeze will be able to control the game. I think the offensive line will be able to slow down Watt and those boys enough to get the win here. And I do think that Michael Thomas will have a big day, and I think Jared Cook will have a big day as well. That's just what I'm feeling there. I think Kamara will be very, very good. It probably will be Kamara Cook and Thomas. That's just what I'm feeling there. Hopefully we'll see some other guys come out, do a really good job, but those are probably going to be the main guys for the Saints on defense. I am expecting them to stop the run very well, and that, I think, will help them to get pressure on Watson and 
he'll, I think, have a few mistakes and maybe a pick. So that's just what I'm feeling there. So overall, I think it will be a good game for the Saints. I think they're going to go up against that uh, tradition of losing every first game of the year. I think they'll win this one. And I think it's going to be a great game. So with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed us on our various accounts, you can follow us on Twitter at the Dis, on Instagram at Houdat Discussion, and then also you can subscribe to anywhere you listen to your podcast. Definitely subscribe. So that means iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, any of that stuff. Stitcher, all that's really, really huge for our podcast. And then also, as the season starts, I want to get the Houdat Nation fan question segment back up. So please ask questions. If you have them, just tweet them to me, email them to me. My email is thehoodatdis at gmail.com. Anywhere you guys can get your questions, and I really want that to happen. So I'll be putting a tweet out so you guys can get questions as well, but I'll probably be after the game. But overall, that's just really what I want this season. I definitely want to get that segment back up because I do love answering your questions. But I think that's all we have got for you this episode. It was a lot, and it was a great preview, and I can't wait to see this game, see this team play, and start the road to the Super Bowl, road to Miami in 2019. So with all that said, I want to say thank you, finish the deal, and who dat?